Well, good morning. It's good to see all of you, and we're glad to be here with us today. Have to bear with me. I've had a lot of allergy problems over the last two or three days. I didn't even realize I had allergies, but apparently I do. And I even had my eye turned red, and all kinds of stuff has happened to me. So yeah, today I'm not quite there yet, not quite back to normal. But anyway, I'll give it my best shot. <laughs> Rejoice in your tribulations. That's right. Rejoice in your tribulations. <laughs> Our lesson for this morning is entitled Biblical Conversion. And it's part of a two-lesson series. I'm planning to finish this next week. But I want to look today simply at what conversion is and what it means to be converted and why we need to be converted as according to the Scriptures. I want to ask a question, first of all. What is Christianity to you? If I were to ask you to define Christianity, how would you define Christianity? Is Christianity to you attending services of the church? Is it reading your Bible? Is it doing good things to those around you? As long as you do those three things, does that make you a Christian in the eyes of God? Another question. What must be done in order to become a Christian? What must one do in order to be saved? Is it about believing in God? Is it being baptized to wash away your sins? Another question. What does it mean to be converted? Is it necessary for one to be converted to become a Christian? Is that something that comes with being saved? In Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 3, we read what we read in our scripture reading. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted, and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. This lesson is a simple study of what the Bible has to say about conversion. Today we're going to look at what conversion is first of all. And then we're also going to look at how conversion leads to Salvation. But unless we be converted, unless we be humbled before God, we cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. That's one of the key things to this lesson today. So we ask the question to begin what is conversion? Conversion, if we were to look up a definition for conversion, 
I, I think we would all find there are several different meanings to conversion. But there are two that basically apply to what we're looking at today. Conversion defined is change in character, form, and function. A change in the way that someone lives, the way that someone acts, the way that someone does things, that's conversion. But we also see a second meaning to this as well. Conversion is a spiritual change from sinfulness to righteousness. Conversion defined by the Bible. If we're looking at the way that the Bible defines conversion, there are several verses that involve that word convert or, or something similar to it. Psalm 51 and verse 13 says this, Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. James 5 verses 19 and 20 says, Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. So basically, as we look at this idea of conversion, we're talking about someone who turns another away from their sins or from their sinful behavior. We in essence, are turning them to God and His work and His service. That's what conversion is. That's what we seek to do with those around us. We seek to convert them, to turn them away from the life that they are living. We have to understand that God is the author of this change. If we are to see change in someone God is the beginning point of it. He is the one that has showed us what we need to do to change and what others need to do to change their lives, to be converted. And the Word of God is the means through which it comes. We understand what God wants us to do to change by studying His Word. And that's also important to us. Psalm 19, verses 7 and nine, 7 through 9. Psalm 19 and verse 7. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is short, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. If one is to be converted to God, 
It can only come through an understanding of His Word. If someone is to be converted, they can only be converted by the way that God has set forth. Now we look at how conversion leads to salvation. One must be fully converted to God to be saved. Jesus, in explaining the purpose of the parables in Matthew 13, verses 11 through 15, said this. Matthew 13, beginning with verse 11. He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear. nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand. And seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ear, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so the eye should heal them. From Isaiah's prophecy, and by the way, that's found in Isaiah 6, verses 9 and 10, we understand this, that some will hear but will not comprehend. They will not understand God's Word. You see, hearing doesn't come by what we would normally think of hearing through our ear. But hearing the Word of God is different. Because we don't hear the Word of God with our ears. And yes, we have sermons and things of that nature. Like you're listening to me now. That's not the hearing that we're talking about in Scripture. The Bible is talking about us hearing the Word of God. We hear with our heart. We hear with what is inside of us. Hearing must be done through the heart. And hearing God's Word will cause us to turn to Him. If we hear, if we understand then we will turn to God. That's what we're talking about here. We also understand from this prophecy that some will see and not perceive. Again, we're not talking about the eyes. We're not talking about physical sight. We're talking about understanding the Word of God. And those who do not see or hear and turn 
cannot be healed. And that's an important part there. Just one little word there, turn, or something that must be done. It's more than just seeing. It's more than just comprehending. But we must do something as well. In order to be converted, we must turn to Him. Conversion, true conversion, requires change. It requires change within us. Change of who we are. Change of what we have done. And until that change comes, conversion has not taken place. Let me suggest to you that one can obey the plan of salvation. One can, by faith, repent, confess, be baptized, and not be converted. There are people that will be baptized, but the very next day, they go back to living the same way that they were. Those have not been converted. It may be that some of us, even today, are not converted to God. We've done nothing to change our lives. We've not changed on the inside. We've not changed the way that we've acted. That's not conversion. So one can obey the plan of salvation and still not be fully converted to God. Conversion requires change. It requires a change of heart. And this change of heart comes by faith. Hearing the Word of God, we must believe it. Those who do not believe are spoken of in Jesus' explanation of the parable of the soil. Look at what is said in Luke chapter 8 and verse 12. And we find that it says those by, by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their heart. Lest they should believe and be saved. They've heard the word of God. Just because you hear the word of God does not make you saved. It does not mean that you fully comprehend what is being said, but there are those that hear the Word, and yet it's just snatched away like it had never been. There's no belief. There's no faith. There's no basis for salvation. Just because one hears the Word of God does not make them sad. It does not cause them to believe. So faith is how we begin this change. When we believe what God has said, then we begin to change our lives by changing our heart. You see, until we change our heart, there's no reason to follow God. So we must change our heart by faith. Conversion requires a change of conduct as well. And this is one that we don't look at as often. But we must change our conduct. Now how do we change our conduct? 
by repentance. It's what repentance is all about. It's about changing how we act and, and how we live. True repentance also requires works of obedience. Not works of merit, mind you. There's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. But there are works of obedience that we must do and that do apply on the day of judgment. In Acts chapter 26, verses 19 through 20, Paul is speaking to King Agrippa and he says here in verse 19, Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision." but declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent. Turn to God and do works befitting repentance. Repentance requires change. It requires action on our part. And until we repent, until we change our lives, we are not saved. It doesn't matter if you've been baptized or not. You've not fully obeyed the plan of salvation because you've not fully changed your life. But we must have a change of conduct. And we do so by repentance. Conversion also requires a change of relationship. We have a change of relationship through baptism. That is the means of the change. But how so? How do we change our relationship with God through baptism? When we are baptized, we are baptized in the name of God Christ and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28 and verse 19 says, Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations. And Jesus says here, Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We are baptized into Christ and into his death, Romans 6 and verse 3. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? And those who are baptized change their relationship. If they are fully converted, they change their relationship. They are baptized into Christ. They are baptized in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And there's a change of relationship there. Because those baptized become sons of God. They become heirs of the kingdom. Galatians 3 verses 26 through 29. For you are, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. When we are baptized into Christ, we put Him on in baptism. We become a child of God. 
Verse 28, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. When we are baptized into Christ, we become a child of God. And if we are a child of God, that makes us heirs of His kingdom. I think we've talked about it in the last couple of weeks and, and how we become sons of God. And, and when we do, then we are able to take on the inheritance of God. It's not until we have that change of relationship that we can inherit the kingdom of God. But through the blood of Christ, we are able to become His children. And because we are His children, we are heirs of the kingdom. We are part of the church today. And we are heirs of the kingdom of tomorrow, eternity. We can dwell in the presence of God forever. But only if there's been a change within our lives. See, it doesn't matter necessarily if you have repented and confessed and been baptized. But it matters if you've had a change of heart, if you've had a change of life, if you've had a change in relationship, those are the things that matter and those come with being fully converted to God. I want to look at one final passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1. Paul writes here, We then, as workers together with Him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For He says, In an acceptable time I have heard you. And in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. In converting the lost, we are working with God to produce a change within the person we're trying to convert. We are trying to Produce within them a change of heart, a change of conduct, a change of relationship. We want to produce that change. And God is working with us to help produce that change. We want to see a change of heart, soul, and spirit. A change of attitude and direction. We want to turn souls toward God. We want to see a change of life in word and conduct. A change of spiritual condition from serving Satan to serving God. 
But the only way that we can do that is if God is working within us. And if we too ourselves have been changed. Until we have been converted, we cannot win soul. We have to change ourselves first. And then we can go on to change others. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation for all people. In order to be saved, we must be converted. And I ask you, are you fully converted to God? Going back to the beginning of our lesson, we talked about what Christianity means to us. And to a lot of people, it has a very simple meaning. They, they believe that as long as people are good, as long as they're doing good things, they're saved. Or maybe it's a little more than that. As long as we come to Sunday services, we're, we're good. God, God loves us. He cares for us. It's all that matters. And even if we open up our Bibles and, and read a few verses every day, that, that's Christianity. That's what Christianity means to so many people. Saying a, a blessing before you partake of a meal. But I believe that you can do all of those things and still not be a faithful child of God. We need to change our heart. To not only come to services, but to want to be here. I want to be here every time the doors are open. I want to be with my brothers and sisters rather than, than friends and family outside of the church. I would much rather be here than anywhere else. It doesn't matter if it's Sunday or Wednesday or Friday or any day. I want to be with God's people because I love them and I want to encourage them to be better Christian. I want to do more than, than just opening up the Bible and reading a few verses and, and not comprehending what's being taught. I want to dig deeper. I want to find out what the meaning of each passage is. I want to know more about my God. And my Savior, the one that died for me, the one that loved me so much that He was willing to go to a cross and suffer my punishment in my place. I want to do more than just good things. I want to do those things that honor my God. That's conversion. That's what I want in my life. If I want to be saved, then I have to be converted. We can obey the plan of salvation and still not be saved. But we must be converted in heart, conduct, and relationship. And I ask you that question. Are you converted? Are you changed? 
Or are you still living the way that you used to? Are you still living in the ways of the world? Or are you living in the ways of God? Walking with Him each and every day of your life? Maybe it is that you've obeyed the plan of salvation and you need to repent. Maybe you need to come back to Him. If you have a need, we love you and we care for you. And we want you to come before it is too late. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow may be too late. And if you're in need of coming, we give you the opportunity as together we stand and as we sing.